0: Welcome to political... okay, let's be honest, no need for an introduction, that's corny. Let's get right down to business. Here are wrestling facts that never happened. You ready? That was an introduction. First up, Bill Goldberg. Remember when he was in World Championship Wrestling, WCW, and he was about 1,824,654,724 and oh, I just made that number up, folks, but... WCW doesn't mind, because they made it up, too. You've already heard that fact. You know what fact most, if not all of you haven't heard? Anybody heard of the Kevin Sullivan podcast? Well, I don't think he has one, but he was on a podcast a while ago, years ago. And he made a very interesting note. Goldberg's very first match, Goldberg was defeated. That's right, folks. It was then that Kevin Sullivan said, why is this guy losing matches? He should be destroying people I'm only paraphrasing, but he should be destroying people and going through people left and right. And then on, Goldberg's winning streak started. But when Goldberg first debuted, he lost his first ever wrestling match. Therefore, Goldberg was never undefeated to begin with. So regardless, if it's 1-0, 100-0, 7-0, 7-billion-0, it was actually 0-1 and one the moment Goldberg actually started his first televised match. I believe it was actually a dark match that Goldberg lost on, if I'm not mistaken. But, Goldberg's very first match, he did actually lose. Do you know who else lost their very first wrestling match? This was live on television, folks. I'll give you a hint. He debuted in November of 1990, and he made an impact. Give up The Undertaker. A lot of people these days probably figured out, yeah, Undertaker lost his first match at Survivor Series. What a lot of people don't realize is Survivor Series 1991, Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan. The world champion versus the undefeated Undertaker, the gravest challenge. And they actually marketed Undertaker all through that entire year from his debut up until Survivor Series 1991 that the Undertaker was in fact undefeated. Which would actually be impossible because he lost his very first match, Survivor Series, his debut televised match. know what else he lost? The Royal Rumble match. If The Undertaker was undefeated, how come he was eliminated from the Royal Rumble? You're not undefeated anymore. You got eliminated. You lost. Same thing with Survivor Series. You were actually counted out. You lost. Pinner submitted? I can understand. But undefeated? Come on, let's be honest. The Undertaker was never undefeated in the World Wrestling Federation the moment he made his televised debut because he actually lost his first ever televised debut. Kane Fishbone never happened. What happened? No, I I don't know. That was actually a serious question. WrestleMania 11, been wondering the same thing. Who sang the national anthem? We'll get to that later on and a few other podcasts. Anyway, that's a different story for a different day. Let's move on. But it seemed funny at the time, so... Fishbone! Never happened. Ric Flair. Controversial? Yep. Here's some controversy about Ric Flair. As of right now, Ric Flair, WWE, and probably every other wrestling organization and fan in the world seems to continuously claim that Ric Flair is a 16-time world champion. Ric Flair, in fact, is not a 16-time world champion. Dusty Rhodes seems to thought that he was a 6-time world champion. Not sure why, but that's what he thought. Ric Flair has actually won... Between 21 and 25 World Heavyweight Championships. How? Why? When? How did that happen? What in the World Heavyweight Championship happened? Well, this is what happened. Normally, when a wrestling organization back in the 80s, the 70s, and I dare say in the 90s as well, but they didn't tell anybody, went on tour, that leg of the tour, wherever they would went to, the world champion always, not always, but the world champion most of the time actually dropped the uh, world championship to somebody that was from the area that they were in, hence Antonio Inoki in Japan. Then, whoever the world champion was going overseas would win the title back a week or so later at the end of the tour and then come back to the United States as if nothing ever happened. Why would they do that? This way, the hometown hero, the American world champion, would come back And nobody would actually notice that he lost the title, which would actually keep his flow going over here in the United States. Now, across seas, they didn't care if he lost the world title or not. All they care about is their hometown hero won the world title. If for a day, if for two days, if for a week, if for a whole week and a half. Didn't matter. Their hometown hero won the world title. So, guess what building is getting sold out the next time they go back? See? You see? Huh? Smart fishbone never happened. You know what else never happened? Bob Backlund's four and a half to five year WWF World Championship reign. Yes, Bob Backlund never won the championship for four to five years. In fact, within that four or five years, he was actually a two-time world champion, which actually makes him a three-time WWF champion, not a two-time WWF champion, because remember, he defeated Bret Hart. Different podcast, different day, different story. Now, November 30th, 1979, Muhammad Hussein defeated Bob Backl- No, no, not Muhammad Hassan. Muhammad Hussein, thank you. Better known as Antonio Inoki, defeated Bob Backlund on November 30th, 1979. Where did he defeat him? (laughs) Well, Takashima, Japan. Remember that last bit that I was telling you about with Ric Flair? Guess what happened on this tour with the World Wrestling Federation? Bob Backlund actually lost the title on November 30th, 1979 to Antonio Inoki, winning it back December 6, 1979, before coming back to the States, and the United States had no idea that the world title even switched hands, whether it be for one day or whether it be for one week. Therefore, Bob Backlund is actually a three-time World Wrestling Federation Champion. And a Muhammad Hussein, not Muhammad Hassan, Antonio Inoki himself, the man, is actually a former World Wrestling Federation champion, holding it longer than Yokozuna, Rey Mysterio, and Andre the Giant combined. And Kane. You can throw Kane in there, too. Fishbone never happened. Chris Jericho, the first and only man to defeat The Rock and Stone Cold on the same night. Chris Jericho is the first and only person to do that. Chris Jericho brags about it. WWE brags about it. The rest of the world of professional wrestling brag about Chris Jericho being the first and only person to defeat The Rock and Stone Cold on the same night. But, that's not true. How much of it is not true? 90% of it. Chris Jericho did, in fact, defeat The Rock and Stone Cold on the same night for a world championship. But, he was not the first. You know who was the first? Kurt Angle. Yep. Remember Armageddon in a cell? In fact, not only did he defeat The Rock and Stone Cold on the same night, he also defeated Triple H, The Undertaker, and Rikishi, not only on the same night, all in the same match, all for a world championship. Kurt Angle was the world champion, walked in the world champion, walked out the world champion. So, Chris Jericho bragging, "Mm -hmm. Sorry Jericho, that's wrong on every single level. Rock and Stone Cold in the same night, but you weren't the first, and you definitely were not the only. That honor goes to Kurt Angle, and then he won up it to begin with by defeating not only the Rock and Stone Cold, once again, Undertaker, Rikishi, and Triple H, all in the same match. Fishbone never happens. I know. here's a situation that actually did happen to World Wrestling Federation. Chris Benoit in 1991 actually won the Light Heavyweight Championship, or the Junior Heavyweight Championship whichever you want to call it. Where did he win it? I'm guessing, I don't know, Japan. In 1991 from the World Wrestling Federation. Well, World Wrestling Federation didn't advertise that they had a junior slash light heavyweight champion because it was only defended across seats. The same thing as um, tag team champions. They had like light heavyweight tag team champions or something like that along the way. The World Wrestling Federation had actual... More than three titles in the 1990s, in the early 1990s, excuse me. And they actually had those championships actually defended across seas. Uh, They were special attractions. That's why they never actually made it over here to the United States, where the homeland of the World Wrestling Federation. So yes, folks, Chris Benoit was actually a light heavyweight champion from the World Wrestling Federation in 1991. Here's another side note. Fishbone, never happened. Chris Benoit, I believe it was 1990, actually had a tryout match for the World Wrestling Federation. He was in a dark match. But this is something that World Wrestling Federation would never tell you. Why? Well, it has nothing to do with the Chris Benoit controversy. In fact, even before the controversy all happened, another side note, Chris Benoit controversy. We will do a podcast on that right after The Curse of the Long Island Railroad coming really soon subscribe, like, share, comment even before the Chris Benoit situation in 2007 the World Wrestling Federation has never still has never and will never and never before that has ever ever admitted that Chris Benoit is a former World Wrestling Federation light heavyweight champion and these are real professional wrestling facts that really never happened honestly thank you guys for listening thank you guys for watching subscribe, like, share, comment and I hope to see you guys in the future remember we are doing a video about a certain situation that took place down in 2007, right after the Curse of the Long Island Railroad, coming soon. Thank you guys for listening, thank you guys for watching, I hope you enjoyed it. Fishbone, never happened.